Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Traveling the world is an incredible experience. Finding landscapes that belong to other cultures and experiencing the way of life others live can often be invigorating and often life-changing. But as we already know, when there is good, there also tends to be bad. With tourism, there is no exception. And today we talk about the dark side of tourism and a particular man who took advantage of other countries' laws, their people, and most heinous of all, their children. My name's Ben. And I'm Nicole, and you're listening to Wicked and Grim. A true crime podcast. Warning. The following podcast contains graphic content and material intended for a mature audience. Listener discretion is advised. back from halloween week we are it's over it's done how was that seven days in between i have a feeling that was long for a lot of people i know it was long for me (laughs) curious if everyone's even caught up that's true actually Mm -hmm. i'm not actually expecting everyone to listen every episode every day so i'm curious if everyone is by now caught up or if they're still going through it yeah it almost feels like it's been way longer than a week Right now, just it because does. we were doing episodes every day. <laughs> it does. It felt like a summer vacation almost. Yeah. Like it, it drug on, if I'm being completely the honest. A week away, yeah. That's true. But it huh. was no time away, really, like our normal. It wasn't unnormal. <laughs> yeah, we're back onto the, oh the normal. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Except we're, we've been away so long now, we're just brain farting. That's yeah. what's happening. <laughs> yeah, that is what's happening. That is what happened. Uh, but we are back to the regular schedule of just Tuesday mm-hmm. uploads. Um And now that Halloween is gone, we actually, I I posed this question not long ago on Patreon. I haven't gone back and responded to to everyone yet and started the conversations with them, but I have seen a lot of people commenting in regards to Christmas decorating. Okay. Well, we were chatting about that today. I had a brilliant idea. Well, you did putting it because I mean, tiny home, it's hard to have a Christmas tree indoors. So you came up with the idea on uh, the gazebo we put up this year. Have a Christmas tree in there. Because we have power going to there, so it'd be pretty easy. Yeah. So what's your what's your vision for it? I would almost well, I was gonna say clear everything off the de- the deck that we have there, but it would be nice because we do have a little fire pit there too. You could sit there with the tree. Oh, that's true. So I'd keep that stuff there, and I'd just put the tree kind of in the middle, and I'd probably just do lights. I don't know if I'd really do ornaments. Okay, we do have a, a bunch of ornaments in storage. Well, how would they do in the cold weather though? outside in the elements i think they're cheap they're all right (laughs) but we can't do that until december yeah no we're we're december first people for christmas decorating that's our cutoff Mm. you can decorate 
Halloween when October hits. You can decorate Christmas when December hits. Mm -hmm. That's the rule. Yeah. But I know other people live by different rules. Like um, I am friends with one of our Patreons because this is a real life friend of ours who joined us on Patreon, Demi. Mm, yeah. Though I haven't seen her response in Patreon yet, I have seen a personal post on Facebook where she erected her Christmas tree today. Really? Yes. <laughs> so clearly I know she is living in a lawless land. So Demi, shout out to you for for doing what you want and living your way. That's awesome. That's honestly, I mean, hey, do you. I disagree with it wholeheartedly, but I appreciate you doing you. Well, growing up, I remember it was always December 1st for us too, but my mom would often... Um, like say if December 1st was a month or how, I don't know. Often it was like a, a week ahead or something like she weaseled gotcha. her way for it to be a week ahead. But I know a lot of people, if they do decorate too early, they get sick of it. The decorations by the time Christmas comes, right? Yeah. And I, I don't know. It's like, it gives you something to look forward to a little bit more. It's like, okay, it's like get to decorate on December 1st. And then it's like, makes, like you say, that countdown to Christmas a little bit shorter. And yeah, I don't know. But uh, the other side of the coin is it makes Christmas season longer and people like the Christmas season. So why not? Like, I get it. Yeah, it's a it's a joyful season. It is. Well, it should be. It's supposed to be. It's supposed to be. But uh, actually, it's not always, especially if you're dealing with like a loss or something. It almost makes it worse. Yeah. If I'm being honest. And consumerism nowadays, too, is through the roof. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, anyways. We got some Patreons to thank. Mm, we and sure do. After this, I'm going to go on. I'm going to actually engage with them in that Christmas conversation, see what their opinion is. Um, but we have some patrons who signed up since our last episode. So we have Marie, Chris and Crystal, Melissa Juskik and Emily Allred. They all nice. signed up over on Patreon to get wow. that exclusive stuff. Thanks so much. Yeah. We sure do appreciate that. Um, and if you guys want to join us on Patreon, links down below. If not, hey, that's cool. You're here. Mm -hmm. Hey, if you just want to see some behind the scenes, but not the Patreon behind the scenes, we have a YouTube channel. We uploaded a YouTube video like an hour ago. Yeah. So it's a really good one, actually. Go to the description of this. Once a podcast is done, you can check out that video where we show our chickens off. <laughs> well, I do because Nicole wasn't home. But anyways, you get to see that. Regardless, let's dive into this episode because that's what you're here for. Mm -hmm. You're here for true crime. Yep. Not chickens or Christmas discussion. Um, And I'll just note really quick, we do have our like generic disclosure at the beginning because, you know, we talk about heavy shit here. But this one is kid related and a lot of people were like, want an extra heads up for that sometimes and we try to so just yeah. letting you know so i will tell you now that yes nicole's correct this one is child related however i do not go over any details of said child relation stuff okay i don't mention any graphic details whatsoever involving children correct okay in fact no graphic details whatsoever i talk about in this one i strictly talk about uh the crime that was committed so just say, for example, this is not this case. I'm just saying, for example, right now, say, for example, some case somewhere where a child was murdered. I'm not going to talk about the murder whatsoever. I just talk about the child is murdered. And that's as far as I go. Mm, okay. So in this case, children are victims. And I just simply say they are the victims. They were abused. That's all I really say. Okay. So if you can, if you got through this, you can probably get through the rest of this episode. Okay. I don't know. Do you know what I'm saying? We get it. You get it. Okay. I'm trying to give <laughs> you, you a warning, but you don't need too much of a warning yeah. generally because it, okay. it is light still. It's just funny how lots of times you try. I do. I'm so bad for that. You're explaining something yeah. and then. I'm explaining in circles. It just, yeah. It's just gone out of control because <laughs> like this is not a light case by any means. I just 
there is no graphic details okay. to go along with it in this episode. Yep, that's okay. 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 So today's story, I first want to shout out Nick Crowley on YouTube. Uh, his video was the single best resource of information regarding this case. So I pulled a lot from his video. So thank you very much. Um, did an incredible job covering it. So help me out immensely. Awesome. Um, but today's story, we do start off in an internet cafe in Patea, Thailand. Uh, this is the early 2000s. So two young brothers were there and they're having some fun uh, on computers in this internet cafe. And they're playing their favorite computer games. So the boys were 13 and eight years old. They were sitting next to each other and they began playing the games and, you know, their afternoon of excitement, right? And as they were playing the game, they noticed that there was another boy kind of peering over their shoulder. Now, the boy was about their age, and he was kind of watching them play their games rather intensely. The three began striking up a conversation moments later, and they were talking about the games that they were playing. And soon the third boy began telling these two about a friend of his who he was on his way to go see. Now, he told them how his friend had this amazing computer for games, and he it was head over heels better than the ones in these internet cafes. So not only was this computer head over heels better than these other computers but it also had a giant library of games to go with it okay it was like so large you could pretty much play any game you wanted basically it's like you play on this awesome game whatever game like just rocks nice so the boys eyes of course glinted as their thoughts started churning you know the idea of this incredible computer how amazing you'd be play these games on it and they're just like you know fuck yeah this sounds awesome and so as the third boy continued, he actually offered his two newfound friends to come with him to this place to play some of the games on said computer with his friend. Hmm. And the fact that he's like a young boy, too, it's probably made them feel kind of comfortable. Hey. Oh, yeah. No yeah. red flags or anything. You yeah. Know, it's just like, hey, let's go play right with another another kid my age sort of thing. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, no questions asked. They're like, oh, this is cool. Um, so, yeah, they were like, just let's go join. So all three of them, you know, left the internet cafe and they marched off and they were headed off in the direction to this awesome computer with the games. Yeah. Excited as heck, I'm sure. Oh, through and through. <laughs> uh, it was off to a nearby apartment building. Uh, it wasn't too far away. Uh, they entered through the main doors and all three began climbing flights of stairs until they reached the seventh level. There, they entered one of the units of the building and it was very dimly lit inside. And here... They didn't find the superior gaming computer that they were promised. Instead, they were met by a strange man. A man that had just trapped these boys by means of manipulating another boy. Oh, jeez. A man who would later earn the very eerie nickname, Mr. Swirl. Oh, that sounds disturbing. Yeah. So in 2004, German authorities would be the first to learn about this very disturbing man one evening as they were searching through some items in an old abandoned storage unit. Now, as they sifted through the items within, it's not exactly clear what the authorities were looking for, but regardless of that, they were soon about to find something extremely disturbing. Beneath the layers of forgotten items, junk, garbage, debris, and appliances, they came across an old hard drive. Now, whether it was sheer curiosity or something else that drove them to see what was on the hard drive is unknown and rather irrelevant, honestly. But when they did plug it into a computer and opened up the files, they were horrified with its contents. There were hundreds of photos 
showcasing photos from around the world, traveling pictures of places, landscapes, food, and amongst them, photos of child pornography. Oh my gosh, just randomly in the mix. Yes. So if you've made it this far and you're unsure on if you can carry on, um, this is as graphic as we go, just stating child pornography. That's as graphic as we talk. Okay. Okay. Uh, I think I can carry on then. Okay. For now. So while I will not get into these details and these events that were unfolding with these children being harmed in the photos, it was certain that multiple victims were being abused and taking taken advantage of, including three young boys that appeared to be in a very dimly lit apartment. The very three that we were talking about earlier. Oh, man. However, out of all these images on the hard drive, there was one detail in some images that stood out. There was a man who seemed to pose proudly with the children as if showcasing what he was doing. All of the above being before, during, and after. But while he seemed to be boasting very proudly of his actions, he also took care to cover his identity. The images that were shown of him and his victims, he had taken a filter to his own face, a swirl effect, much like you, like you see on Snapchat or Instagram okay. or anything. Yeah. Now, the swirl swirls the pixels of the face into an unrecognizable spiral, giving him the nickname Mr. Swirl. Oh, gosh. <clears throat> I don't know what it was going to exactly be, but that's like disturbing. I mean, it is. all of it's disturbing. Yes. It's even more particularly disturbing when you actually look at the images of this Mr. Swirl. Okay. But is there, was there other like in within the travel pictures, his face normal? No. Or they're all just swirly. The travel pictures were just kind of like landscape, landscape. foods, just general mm. pictures of things. He's behind the camera. And oh, then when okay. there, it is involving the children and he is in them, his oh. face is swirled. What the shit? Now, one detail he would often do with these swirled pictures is the center of the swirl. This is one eye. So you get this swirl right into the center of like his pupil. And it's just, it's honestly kind of fucked up. That's really fucked. It is. Huh. But at the same time, it's like it's it's just a swirl. But knowing what's behind that swirl and what this person is capable this of is what makes it all the worse. Evil predator. Yeah. Yeah. Well, complete evil predator. Yeah. Like this guy, I'm telling you now, this guy's the fucking lowest of the fucking low. Mm -hmm. Like, fuck this guy. 100 percent Oh yeah. I don't think any of us even need to finish this to know that. Eh? No, no, guaranteed. So this was something different than most predators though him actually posing in the photos like, yeah actively tr like he's actually trying to tie these images and these events to himself without being discovered if that makes any sense mm -hmm. it's almost like he's flexing or provoking authorities like go ahead try and figure out who i am well and then it's honestly too my thought is it's they're literally just for him because I think a lot of times people are doing this sort of disturbing thing um, to profit or to sell or whatever. But like if he's in there with the swirly face, I feel like it's almost just for him. We'll touch on that here in a little bit. Okay. So authorities who found this, of course, began working, trying to identify this man right away because mm -hmm. this is not fucking cool, of course. And it quickly became apparent to them that trying to decipher this world photographs to find a mysterious individual behind them and who's, who their identity was, was not going to be an easy task. 
So soon Interpol would find themselves involved in the investigation. Interpol. Yeah. So we all know what Interpol is, right? Yeah. You know, the, the world renowned worldwide organization for crime unit or whatever. Um, they would join the investigation, an investigation that would later be named Operation Vico. Uh, since so many photographs were found from around the world on this hard drive. Now, it only kind of makes sense that they're a part of it, really, because it's all around the world sort right. of thing. So they began digging into other details of the photos, such as ge geographical locations, landmarks, you know, tangible details in the photographs, maybe writings on signs, street signs, that sort of stuff. Food, who knows, right? Um, and by doing this, they were able to identify some of the areas that the photographs were actually taken in. And thus identifying possible areas where this ind individual was operating out of. Okay. So some of the locations were Cambodia, Thailand, Vietnam, and potentially South Korea. And Operation Vico actually gets its name from Vietnam and Cambodia. So combining the two, Vico. Okay, thank you. I was really curious, but I was like, I'm, I'll just wait and ask after. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. It was actually a combination of those, which were two okay. heavy areas that he was operating in. Okay. Now, though this was like a really good discovery on the investigator's part, actually narrowing down these, these areas that these photos were taken in, uh, the relevations didn't exactly make their job any easier by any means. If anything, it really just opened the can of worms. Uh, the man was seemingly going from country to country and never staying long enough to get caught anywhere and always leaving authorities behind. So there are several countries that he could possibly be in, countries that he was in, and where could he be now? Yeah, that would make it way harder. And that's also very interesting, hey? Yeah. That they're just going all over the place like that. Yeah. Well, I mean, like he at this point, because he's gone to multiple countries, he could literally be anyone. He could literally be anywhere. Yeah. It was... Well, in the world, basically. Yeah, I've, I've said it two times already in the last 10 seconds, literally, but it's literally a needle in a haystack search for the authorities. Wow. They're huh. searching for an unknown individual somewhere in the world. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Narrow that shit down. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's hard enough to find some, one individual, say, in a big ass city, let alone. Yeah. It's, I, that is so daunting. I couldn't even imagine. Half the time it's hard enough for me to find my own dog in the backyard. Like, where the fuck did she go? And they have to find someone in the world. Yeah. Someone they don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, baffles me. Yeah, they have really no identification whatsoever. Zero. Yeah. So it, of course, going to be hard. But however, this wasn't going to be the only evidence authorities would have to work with. Because Mr. Swirl soon would deliver more photographs. Okay. So the same swirling-faced photographs would uh, begin popping up online in dark corners of the internet. Oh, gosh. Which ultimately proved the worst-case scenario to authorities. He's still doing it. He's still active. Because, I mean, they found this old hard drive. It could just be, hey, someone who did this, maybe it's like a year spree or something, right? Way back in the day, hopefully they're like, um, don't exist anymore. Yeah, they're done, whatever. Yeah. Heinous still, but at least it's not continuing. Mm -hmm. But no, in this case, it's still continuing. Dang. So the photos were circulating through forums with known predator predatory individuals of the like of Mr. Swirl and posing with, of course, his victims. 
Oh now, gosh. doing so, posing with one's victims, being in the photos was kind of almost a badge of honor because generally speaking, predators don't want to be in the photos because they don't want to be caught. They don't want to be seen. If the photos are found, it's like, hey, prove I took those. Good luck, right? Mm -hmm. But he's actually posing with them. And it was kind of like a badge of honor sort of situation in these forums. Um, and he was becoming somewhat of a celebrity in these twisted groups. Wow. Yeah. I hate the term too, badge of honor for this shit. That's so, this is just, that's just so I know. wrong. I know. That's why I said almost a badge of honor. Well, no, I, I'm not blaming you at all because it's exactly like it, what he's doing. You know, he's proud of this. Yeah, I know. And that's, that's just. Disgusting. Yeah. Like disgusting isn't even the word that begins no. to portray how I feel about this. Mm -hmm. um, but they do theorize that in this sort of situation with him kind of being a little bit more prolific and like held at a higher standard and a higher tier and all these gross ass creepy individuals liking what he's doing now as this quote badge of honor it only kind of opened the world for him to access their libraries of what they have as well because people are holding him to a high standard. Now it's like, oh, look what I did. Look what I've got. Here's what I've purchased or whatever, right? Oh my gosh. Yeah, kind of making him a quasi-celebrity in this world. Huh. So by now, with the accumulation of photos from the hard drive and photos that were brought up online, Authorities had nearly 300 photos depicting Mr. Swirl and his horrible acts. So there was approximately 100 photos in that hard drive. Not all of them were of um, these type of photos. Some of them were, like I said, landscapes or travel photos, right? Mm -hmm. Now they had approximately 300 photos of this particular type of act. Oh my gosh. Yes. Okay, and I just have to, I feel like just sitting here, being the investigators that have to pretend to be nasty motherfuckers and i mean they're so necessary and they're like heroes but it's like can you imagine that being your job hey having to to go in these chat rooms and yeah. talk to them and 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 try to get information and oh my gosh i just feel like that would be maybe one of the worst jobs I, in the sense though what you're you're having to see but not in the sense that you're able to help and and hopefully stop. Oh, yeah. No, it's, it's a gut-wrenching situation. It's much similar to, like, say, for example, firefighters. You have to run into a burning building to save a life. Yeah. These people are metaphorically doing the same thing. Exactly. So, But the visuals that they're having to witness on a daily basis, I can only imagine how yeah. brutal that would be. Um, So as dark as this was, the case of Mr. Swirl, there was a light at the end of the tunnel. Okay. That's good. So the ever so cocky Mr. Swirl slipped up. Good. What the fuck did he do? He forgot to hide his IP address <laughs> when posting the photos to the online forums. Oh my gosh. Which gave the authorities the exact city he was operating in. Well, yeah. So they surmised that this disgusting excuse for a human to put into bed to least of words I could has been flying to other countries to take advantage of their lesser laws to abuse children and then fly back home to Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and share oh. his material via the internet. The fact that this guy is Canadian is just disturbs me even more, but also I'm glad that he was such an idiot, but what an idiot. Yeah. Like I'm so glad he Kind of forgot to take that off, but like you're stupid. Yep. <laughs> Real stupid. Yep. He's stupid for a lot of reasons, but yeah. Many that is reasons. One. Yeah. yeah. 
So while they didn't know who he was just yet, narrowing down their search to Vancouver was immense. It's mm -hmm. no longer a worldwide search. Huge. It's a city search. I mean, it's a big ass city, but that's, oh, that's huge win. Yeah. So while this was going on, the team that was trying uh, desperately with the, the swirl photographs to like solve that puzzle, something happened. So see the swirl pattern in these effect. I got to go with a little bit of detail with this effect here for a second. Oh, They only alter the photos. It doesn't erase any, <gasps> any information. Oh my gosh. Seriously? Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. So every, th every pixel in this picture is still there. The swirl just changes the order. It swirls the pictures. Some effects like a blur literally like will erase yeah. or get rid of details. The swirl does not do that. It just rearranges the pattern of the pixels to create a swirl effect. Because I've totally played with this in Photoshop before. So I 100% get what you mean. Yeah. Wow. So. You could swirl it back kind of. Eventually, three years after the initial discovery, the breakthrough happened. One of the individuals on the team made a connection with this effect to an editing software, the exact editing software that was used to make the swirl in the first place. Oh my gosh. Because if you use one swirl on one app and then another, the swirl is a different pattern. So it's not going to swirl it back exactly the same. Okay. So it's just mixing it the other way, you know? Okay. But if you use the exact same software- oh. And put it into that program. That's exactly what Holy happened. Holy shit. I'm sorry, but that is brilliant. Yep. So this photo was taken by this individual, put into the exact same program, and the effect was applied once again, this time in reverse. And then in a matter of seconds, the face of Mr. Swirl oh. was reverted right back to normal, and he was revealed. Oh my gosh. I'm shocked. Yep. I don't know why, but I didn't think... I didn't think about that. Holy heck. Neither, yeah. Clearly he didn't either. Nope. Clearly he did not. So he's an idiot for multiple reasons. Yeah. This being another one. Wow. Thank the Lord that he's such an idiot. I'm right? glad. So Interpol quickly made the images of the man's face public. They're like, oh. we need to get this guy like stop now. We need yep. to get his face out there. And by public, I mean worldwide public. Good. Because he's operating out of how many countries, mm -hmm. right? So that's what they did. They made it worldwide public and spread it across news sources around the world and the internet alike. The hunt for Mr. Swirl was on and it only took a mere few hours before his identity was discovered. Really? Okay. So did he get discovered before he even realized that his face was all over the place? We'll get to that. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. I'm, I'm invested in this now. So this so-called Mr. Swirl was a 32-year-old man by the name of Christopher Paul Neal, who was born in 1975 in North Vancouver. Now, Christopher was an English teacher for kids. <gasps> no shit. He was traveling around the world to countries 
um, the one specifically identified in the case as a teacher while staying uh. there. So likely meaning some of the children who were his victims wow. were his students. That, I hate that. Holy, what a piece of shit. Yeah. Students that he would have, you know, students that would have trusted him. Yeah. And that he betrayed that trust. Wow. So though Christopher was identified, they didn't have him just yet. Authorities learned that he was currently working in South Korea as a teacher and quickly sent the authorities knocking at his door there. But when they got there, he was already gone. Mm -hmm. Running and, for his life, really. Yeah, because of the publications. Like I said, this was worldwide news. And when he was identified, you bet that was aired real fucking fast, too. Yeah. Um, so his identity was discovered. He saw it on TV and he bolted. Now, a photograph from an airport security soon showed that he had fled the country and was now residing somewhere within Thailand. Okay. Weeks began passing and some sightings of people that looked like Christopher were reported. Mm -hmm. Nothing was confirmed, but a few weeks had passed and eventually on October 19th of 2007, Thai police located by means of transportation on a mobile phone, Christopher. Okay. Yeah. Right on. They were on this. They were. So they knocked on the door to where the phone had traced to. And when the door opened up, there stood Christopher and he was quickly arrested. Good. I mean, it's not surprising that he couldn't go far, really. I mean, the world was after him. Well, and he's, I like, he would have screwed up. Like, he's, he doesn't seem like he thinks steps ahead kind of thing. No, I don't think so. Yeah. Um, now, I did want to touch briefly on one thing because now he is caught. Kind of the investigation is mostly over. It's now prosecution type type stage and, and all the evidence and stuff. Mm -hmm. He never did technically forget his IP address when he posted that. He had posted it from his brother's computer. He didn't use his own personal stuff. He didn't bother to clear it because he posted it from his brother's computer. What an asshole. Right? So he was essentially, <clears throat> if the target was coming in on him, hoping that it would have been framed on his brother. Seriously, hey? Correct. Whoa. Yeah. Could this guy get any more scum? Nope. Like I said, he is the lowest of the low. Fuck this guy. No kidding. Yeah. I mean, nothing would even surprise me anymore about this guy at this point. Well... Is there more shit? We'll get there. Oh, cool. So to start with, he was being tried in Thailand for assault on the three young boys in the internet cafe, which was the only crime they could actually prove took place in their country. Oh, okay. So his trial took place later that summer. And on August 15th of 2008, he was sentenced to 39 months in prison and a $1,700 fine. Oh, that's not enough. Yeah. At all. No. And uh, not only that, his stay was... His stay behind bars was halved after he later admitted to his crimes. Wow. Okay. You would almost think then it'd just be more. Yeah. It was then extended after that, after he was also found guilty of molesting yet another child. Keep so, it extended for life, right? Nope. <laughs> after only five years of incarceration in Thailand on September 29th, 2012, Christopher was released and was sent back to Canada. Why? Now, as he flew back home, I'll explain why here in a moment, he came to a stop and stepped out of the airplane. And in that exact moment, he was greeted by an entourage of police who were anxiously waiting his arrival in Can on Canadian soil 
so they could arrest him in Canada. Okay, good. I wonder if he was expecting that. I'm assuming not. I probably was, if I'm being honest. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so while this is so awesome that he's been sentenced in Thailand and would now face the gavel in Canadian courtrooms, I wish I could say I was happy with how it played out. But as we discussed so very many times before in this podcast, the justice system is extremely flawed in so many ways. And in this case specifically, I believe the world was let down. Oh my gosh, because there's no way that this person should be should be ever walking around. Well, we'll get, we'll, we'll get to that. Okay. So the initial plan for prosecution of Christopher was each country would get their turn to bring him to justice. Right on. I like that. So starting with Thailand where he was arrested, mm -hmm. right? Bring him to Canadian soil. He'll get arrested, get tried, do jail time, send him to the next country, get arrested, get tried, get jail time. Basically so on and so on until he lives out his life kept behind bars, basically. What a, like, oh, hearing about this sort of justice system, like, it just seems like such a waste of resources. I get that every country kind of wants their bit, but just lock him up in one place and he just stays there. Is that me being evil? It's just because why we're flying him all over the place. Like, he did something really bad, just lock him up, and then he just kind of stays there. I get what you're saying, but at the same time, it's like he didn't commit the crime in Canada. Well, so, what he did in Thailand should have been life, in my opinion. I like agree. Like, he almost should have stayed there forever. I agree. Okay. But I, I don't know the the laws and legislation in Thailand, though. I right? know. I know. But anyways, handing off from country to country, that, of course, is not how it all played out. On October 3rd, 2012, not even a week after he was arrested on Canadian soil, Christopher got to walk free. What? On the condition, if he agreed on some basic rules, he was to never own a device that connected to the internet again, and that he would stay away from parks, schools, playgrounds, and register as a sex offender. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So not even a week after he's arrested in Canada, they're letting him walk. Fucking walk. Free. That is just whacked. Yes. Now, technically, that's because most of the crimes he committed were not on Canadian soil. Well, yeah, that's what I was kind of thinking. Did he yeah. do any of this? Oh, okay. That's now, not he, okay. He shared the photographs in Canada. Yes, that's so it. That is something, though. That is. But yet they still let him walk a week later and it's like, you can't, you can't have a phone or computer and you're a sex offender now. Yeah, that's not cool, in my opinion. No. And of course, Christopher agreed. He's like, yeah, okay, I'll agree to that. And so, of course, he agreed. And of course, he reoffended. Oh, man, that is just so brutal. That is so disgusting. Oh, I am so fucking pissed over this. Yeah. You have no idea. Ten months later. Oh, my gosh. Like, this is, I'm just pissed. On August 2nd 2013 christopher was arrested in his home for breach of agreement he was found with a phone and a laptop in his possession now on those devices he was found with child pornography was he really yeah i mean it's not fucking surprising though it's really. not he was found with 25 images to be exact two of which included images of him in his signature like he took them. face like he did it again I'm assuming, though I don't know, I'm assuming these are old photographs. 
I, I mean, but new to authorities because so, I can't imagine he would reply the same swirl filter. Like, I don't know, maybe, but, but like, who knows what he was actually doing in those 10 months? Yeah. He totally could have been committing these crimes, not just like having them, but like doing them again. Very much so. Oh, that is just heartbreaking. Disgusting. Yeah. So Christopher had gotten these devices almost immediately after he was released, <laughs> after agreeing to never having them, right? And was using these devices to access his previous creepy corners of the internet. He was messaging other individuals and presumably sharing images back and forth. In one chat log, he was found to be talking with an individual and was quoted saying, quote, the swirl liveth still. The hatred. My blood is boiling oh, right yeah. now. Oh, I know. And the thing is, is this motherfucker was probably just laughing his ass off. Like, I like he got away with this. Yep. Oh, my gosh. I, ah, okay. I know. I am this right there with you. This is unreal. I am right there with you. And I can't believe it took me this long to find this fucking case because this guy is, he lives an eight hour drive away. Well, from yeah, me. I'm surprised that I had never heard of him either. Yeah, it's wild. So it was also found that Christopher had now been shown how to access the deep web. Now, the deep web is a portion of the internet that is hidden behind kind of like closed doors. You kind of almost have to be like a quasi hacker to get in there okay it's where one can move untraced and access back doors and websites oh, you know wow. dangerous very creepy dark shit he can basically move across the internet untraced now he pleaded guilty in, Oct in october of the same year uh to child pornography and his sentencing occurred on may 6th of 2014 at which time he received a prison sentence of three months plus three years of probation for breach of conditions, namely possessing devices capable of accessing the internet. To which on December 2015, Christopher would be sentenced to a total of a mind-blowing five and a half years in prison by a British Columbia court. Wow. A time that would later be reduced because of time served to 15 months. That is just so disappointing. He was subsequently released on March 2017 and is currently living in Vancouver with a court-ordered restriction. No different than before. No devices. You're a registered offender and you got to stay away from playgrounds and schools and stuff. Cool. Yeah. The same rules that he agreed to before and broke immediately after. Only this time now he can move on the internet untraced via the yep. dark web. Yeah. That's so disturbing and so scary and makes me literally never want to go back to Vancouver ever for some reason. Fair enough. Oh, that is so sad. It's so fucked up. Ultimately, Christopher, a.k.a. Mr. Swirl, is living as a free man after committing these absolutely horrific acts on children and pro proving that he did not want to, he could not be reformed. He did not want to be reformed, though now he swears he is. But he was let go on the conditions he was going to be reformed. And he just immediately, the swirl liveth on or whatever the fuck he said. Mm -hmm. Well, and oh my gosh, because he's probably do, still doing something. Probably. He's a, he's a true human piece of fucking trash. 
I hope he listens to this episode right now and he, and he hears me say that. Oh. He's a piece of shit. Well, yeah, because... Yeah, I have no, I literally have no words. The fact that he's just roaming the streets. Like it almost seems like this is a bad dream. That is so disturbing and scary. Yeah. Holy shit. Okay. That, that's the story of Mr. Squirrel. Wow. I mean, what kind of job or anything could you even get after that, having this on your record? I don't know. Is he of his same name and everything? I don't know. Because, well, he's probably changed it, to be honest. Probably by now, yeah. Wow. But he is a registered sex offender, whether he has changed his name or not. I don't, <clears throat> Yeah, I don't even care <throat> if registered sex offenders can change names or well, maybe how not. shit works. That might actually be part of it. I don't know if you can. Holy heck. Are you good? No, I'm not, actually. I'm honestly right there with you. It, it it baffles me that the Canadian government let him do that. Yeah, they and had, let him get away twice. They had one job and they like failed it twice. They let <laughs> a predator go. Mm -hmm. They gave him a slap on the wrist after he did all those horrific things. Yep. And then he did it again, and they just gave him a slap on the wrist again. Yeah. I mean, gosh, because the thing is, there there has to be things like, is he, I don't know. They have to be monitoring this somehow, right? Going forward for the rest of his life. But then there's probably so much opportunity for him to, to get away with things without them knowing. Oh, definitely. So if that's the case, then he can't be trusted and he just, they, something needs to happen that he's not you know, like har in able to harm people. He needs kids. to be locked up. Yeah. He needs to be locked up for fucking life. Yeah. Because if they cannot guarantee that he's, you know, good and like has changed, which how do you even do that? Like there's no way that this person should be walking around no, the streets. There's he, no way. He could 100% be doing the same thing to kids out there yeah. right now. Because kids are everywhere. They've limited where he can go and stuff. But like kids are everywhere. You go to the grocery store. You go to like the mall or whatever. Yeah. Anywhere you're going to go. Yeah. You go to the beach. Like anywhere. Yep. Okay. That This is fucked. I know. I can see you writhing in your seat right now. I know. I'm just like really angry about this case. My chest is probably blotchy. I'm so mad. There's very few things that make me not proud to be Canadian. Mm. This is one of the things that really makes me disgusted with being Canadian. Yeah. Because I can't believe our government let that happen. Well, I know. And, you know, it'd be so interesting because sometimes I feel like justice system in Canada is pretty soft. And I've said this before, but I don't know if it's softer than other areas or what. It'd be interesting to know that, you know, mm -hmm. or could this, I mean, Thailand did let him go too, right? But he at least served five years there. But he did serve some time here, but not even five years, was it? No, he was sentenced to five, but he served 15 months with time served. Huh. Wow. So I guess pre-prosecution, maybe he was locked up for a while, but even yeah. still he walked free for half of that anyways, too. 
Because yeah. he re-offended re and everything. Like, ugh, ugh. You know, sometimes I understand. Like, I get there's so many people out there that believe in rehabilitation. And I totally think in some cases it can work. But then the fact if you gave someone the opportunity um, to be rehabilitated and then they fucked up again, it's like done. Like, the, there's no more. It's chances. not only that he fucked up again. He immediately. Immediately. Went and got these devices got online, learn how to circumvent getting caught again and bragged the swirl liveth. Yeah. So he's not, o not only proving that he can't be reformed, he's proving he doesn't want to be reformed. In fact, he's proud of what he's done even after the fact on being caught and let go. Yeah. He's literally laughing in the face of authorities. Because how, like they had that many photos too. I think he said like two or 300 or something. So he he messed up that many times. Like he has an addiction. He, like even he needs to be go in like a, a mental institute or something. Yeah. Getting like help and like really making sure that he's can be on the streets because I question. Yeah. He shouldn't be. But I mean, he is on the streets right now. And God, I hope he is reformed. I so hope that oh, he's a yeah. model citizen. I hope he's turned his life around. We can only like pray, geez. Yeah. Wow. So. Because if he's not like, Lord help us all. No kidding. I sounded very religious in, that, in those last few sentences, didn't I? <laughs> Nicole found God in this episode. She's just like praying over here. Oh my gosh. <laughs> wow. Well, um, I'm sorry to bring that episode to you guys, but it's definitely one that I want to bring uh, more to the forefront if you haven't heard about it before. You have now. No shit. I'm surprised that I haven't heard of that. I'm shocked, actually. I was baffled when I first learned of it. I mean, I actually was okay that I haven't heard of it. Uh, well, not so much now, I guess. <laughs> um, thank you guys for being here. Thank you for listening. If you're still here, you're absolutely amazing. Uh, all of our stuff is in the description below. You've heard the spiel before. Patreon's there, Instagram, Facebook, you name it. It's all there. Um, even Fearful, our other podcast with Jacko. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I'm going to stop there. You've heard it all. You guys are awesome. You Thank know you what so to do. You do. <laughs> I've got a little bit of whiskey left. You do. You got to go finish a drink. I made sure I poured a whiskey for this episode. <laughs> I Beer noticed not good that. Enough. I didn't say anything when I was like, okay, is that how I can judge now if the episodes are real harsh? Depending if you have a beer or whiskey. You have to, there, hey, there's, there's a, a, a preset. What's the word I'm looking for? Not a preset. Um, there, there's something else you got to judge first. You have to ask yourself, did Ben have a bad day? If Ben had a bad day and is having a whiskey, then the podcast might not be a bad one. But if Ben had a good day and is having a whiskey, <laughs> the podcast episode is fucked. Okay. 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 That's, those are the standards there that you got to look for. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys so much for being here. We will see you next week or talk to you next week. Mm -hmm. And until then. Stay wicked. That wasn't a very long stay wicked. I know. I'm getting shorter. Okay. Give us a long one. <laughs> stay. Oh man. I'm not going to be able to do it The pressure's it on. The pressure's on. Stay. I can't do it. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. I'll do it. I'll do okay. it. Stay wicked. That was okay. It was okay. It was okay. That was better than yours. It was. It was.